1: Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960, WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the WSBT Radio app, and on Twitch as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated Insider Mike Singer.
0: Well,
2: it's Tuesday, which means we talk to Mike Singer, the Notre Dame football recruiting insider of Blue and Gold Illustrated, BlueandGold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. This conversation on Budweiser's weekday Sports Beat on 960 AM WSBT, and also available on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. Mike, how are you? Doing well, Darren. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing okay, but we got a lot of snow on the ground here. That's not good for campus visits. We want the Chamber of Commerce, 50 degree, and sunshine for kids coming to town, but I guess they might as well get used to the snow, right? If they're going to be here.
1: That's all been for you, Darren. Yeah, that's the case.
2: (laughs) You think I'd be used to it after 25 years, but no, not really. Well, speaking of visits, Justin Scott, a highly sought after defensive line recruit in the class of 2024, I believe was supposed to be in town on Sunday. And I think some other recruits as well I'm curious, Mike, did those players make it to South Bend?
1: Karen, our weekly segment here is, uh, it's just been the past few weeks. It's just Justin Scott Central. I mean, it's signing day tomorrow. I mean, it's it's Wednesday. I mean, there's not a whole lot going on with Notre Dame in the 2023 class. At this point, unless something really changes, I'd be surprised if Notre Dame signs any new players for that traditional Um, first Wednesday in February, National Signing Day. So we're really talking all 2024s, and this is the young man we've been discussing most, Justin Scott from Chicago, St. Ignatius, a top 20 player uh, for the on-three consensus, number three defensive lineman, 6'5", 310 pounds. He was supposed to be on campus, um, not this past weekend, the weekend before, canceled that, and and did not make the campus on Sunday uh, unless he had a secret covert mission to get to South Bend, which I do not believe was the case. Um, So... Yeah, And then C.J. Carr, the Notre Dame quarterback commit from Detroit, uh, another Chicago prospect, and, and Cam Williams, a commit for the Irish, uh, and then Carson Hobbs, a cornerback pledge for Notre Dame from Cincinnati. Th- those guys were all supposed to be at Notre Dame this weekend with the main purpose of recruiting Scott. No one made it in because Scott didn't make it in. Um, so no you know, big visit weekend for Notre Dame, no Justin Scott on campus, although um, y- y- you have to assume the Irish – are the leader right now, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, uh, leading a monopoly game midway through, like what, what uh, it's not the finish or, you know, having a halftime lead and, you know, that things can definitely change. So um, Notre Dame is continuing to battle for Justin Scott, February is a dead period. So the earliest, and and when I say dead period, no that's just just a way to say no face to face contact between college coach um, and recruit. So Scott can't get to Notre Dame at the earliest until March, um, so you, you would have to believe that, you know, he'll get to Notre Dame once or twice in the spring, and then they'll probably have him for, you know, an official visit, whether that's May or June. So the battle for Justin Scott continues, but, uh, Notre Dame did have one prospect on campus, to my knowledge, and that was around Rock High School, uh, class of 2024 cornerback, uh, Leonard Moore. He's a three-star guy. Uh, so this is actually his second time on campus. He was also at Notre Dame for Irish Invasion last year. Um, so Notre Dame offered him, I, I believe it was like the 18th. So it's just a couple of weeks ago. And then he quickly set up a campus trip uh, to see Notre Dame. Um, and Notre Dame looks to be in pretty good position early on, um, for the six, 275 pound cornerback. So, um, yeah, the, the, the past few weeks have been entertaining from Notre Dame recruiting standpoint, just in terms of following this, Justin Scott, little saga. Um, but otherwise it's been pretty quiet. And then that, 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 mini saga ended up being a big nothing burger and you know the scott drama continues
2: so a question about scott if i remember correctly you mentioned that originally he was going to make his commitment on january 31st which is tomorrow as we tape this but then he delayed that particular decision and i remember you mentioned that georgia recently offered him do you think a lot of the powerhouse schools have now started offering him and that's why He's hitting the pause button, or is there another reason, your best guess?
1: Yeah, I really think it's a combination of a few things. This is, I mean, I've been covering recruiting for almost a decade now. This is something you see very often. When a player says, oh, I'm going to commit in, in three or four months, and then all of a sudden they push things up. And it's like, oh, that's kind of a surprise. And then, you know, a, a school like Georgia, and also for the Florida Gators offered them, they sit back and think, oh, wow, we really like him. We were you know, evaluating him with this decision coming up, let's go ahead and offer him now. So then those schools offer. And then, so the kids like, oh, I was originally going to wait, not kind of rushing things a little bit. Maybe I should take things slower, go visit Georgia, maybe go visit Florida. I think it's a combination of that. Um, he really needed to get to Notre Dame before making a decision. He hasn't been to the South Bend since last July. Um, and, uh, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame talked to Scott and said, Hey, if you, if you commit here, we have a, we have a policy with our commits that, you know, if you take an official visit elsewhere, we don't really consider you a commit. Cause you know, that's, that's basically, you know, having a serious girlfriend and, and you're still dating other girls, <laughs> like, you know, having another girlfriend, your original girlfriend, I'm thinking we're not together. So it's kind of that situation. So I wouldn't be surprised if that even made a played a role in terms of Scott thinking, you know what, maybe I do want to take this slow. So Notre Dame's going to play the long game. They're going to be in this thing as, as, until Scott says, I am not interested in you. Don't talk to me. If that ever ends up happening, Notre Dame's going to keep battling here.
2: You mentioned you followed recruiting for 10 years. I've read and listened about recruiting for over 20 years now. And there's just a theme that, Football coaches don't think about, but it's something that fans, I think, get caught up in. That if you have a five-star, off-the-chart, great quarterback in one class, the next class, it's going to be hard to get another quarterback of that caliber. C.J. Carr is in the 24 class. As you look down the line, the 25 class, do you think it's going to be hard for Notre Dame to get another high-end quarterback because of the stacks of quarterbacks they have here? Or is it that classic... Hey, I'm Darren Pritchett. I'm a five star. I can beat all these guys out, so I'm going to go there.
1: I think it's the I, I think it's the latter, but also didn't Ole Miss just bring in like three <laughs> yes. guys? Like they brought in like two high school quarterbacks, like two transfers. Like it was, it's crazy. I think this is just the the world of of college football at the quarterback position now. The, you're, these top schools are just going to keep stacking talent, and you know. If, if I am Darren Pritchett, that five-star quarterback, which just sounds crazy saying coming out yeah. of my mouth, but I, I can go play at a Notre Dame and and give that a shot. And if it doesn't work, I, I got a free transfer. So I, I think that, at least from where I sit, I, 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 like what you're saying, I think that might have been a thing in, in years past, but I don't think it's as much anymore. You know, I, I think it's much more about competition these kids all think that they're the best, and uh, yeah, you do have the opportunity to transfer or not sit out a year now. So, um, but it, it is a is a player maybe going to get scared off by CJ Carr? I, I can't rule that out, but I just think that that's it, that's not going to be so much the case anymore in college football recruiting.
2: I'm more of a five-star center fielder than a quarterback, to be honest. But we've, no, won- I think
1: you look good on the left bench,
2: Darren. You can <laughs> hang on, on the bench. Five is the worst and one is the best, right? That's kind of where there I am. Anyway, there, hey, there was a great haul by the Irish at the wide receiver position in the 23 class. I mean, just what they needed. The cupboard was getting bare, and they have not only brought in quantity, they have brought in quality in that 23 yeah. class. Now we move ahead to the 24 class. I guess a two-part question. First off, your best guess, how many wide receivers do you think Notre Dame might want to bring in in this class and number two are they throwing out many offers to 24 wide receivers at this point
1: yeah I, there's some positions Darren, on the board that are just typically going to be about the same number you bring in every class i mean it, it, receivers three you know it's somewhere between two and four two in the low and four in the high end but usually three You're, i mean these things depend on how many transfers or just you know uh, if you have an anomaly cycle like 2022 where the irish Naomi signed one and Tobias Merriweather, but I, I would expect about three. So they have a really darn one, darn good one committed in, uh, and camp Williams. I mean, uh, he's the guy who's going to end up as a five star. I mean, he's the number 20 overall prospect, number five receiver right now, according to on three, um, just had a phenomenal junior season and someone who t- tests really well in camps. Well, when you see seen the person, so love, love Cam Williams, you know, when, I was asked recently, like, who could, who's going to be the next 2024 wide receiver commit. You go down the list, there's players that Notre Dame are in the mix for, but none of them really stood out to me as someone like, yeah, Notre Dame's definitely going to get this guy. Like he's he's, watch out for him next. So when the coaches were on the road at the latter half of January, Chancy Stucky was very busy. He went to, I mean, he was coast to coast. He was recruiting everywhere. He was in Tampa, out to LA. I mean, the the guy was everywhere. Um, So definitely, you expected Notre Dame to offer more guys, and they did. Uh, this this is in the all name category. This is fantastic. Quasi <laughs> Gilmer um, from West Hills, California. Um, Notre Dame also has a a, a safety target, Marquis Gallegos from that same school. So it's it's somewhere where Notre Dame's been recruiting uh, pretty heavily. You know, the past couple of years, um Gilmer has offers, uh, you know, s- several offers. You know, Colorado, Colorado State, Washington State. Boston College. It's not a long offer list at this point. The Irish are, uh, you know, in more early on this guy. Six two hundred eighty pounds. Uh, he picked up his offer from Notre Dame Monday. And this was an interesting one um, from Las Vegas Arbor View. I love when Notre Dame recruits out in Las Vegas. Absolutely love it. It's really good when Notre Dame has like a man out there really big time targets so i'm hoping david washington just really starts trending towards notre dame so so old mike singer can take a trip out to vegas because <laughs> my best buddy lives out there and i love vegas so it's it's, it's a, always a great trip for me uh so notre dame offered him on friday interesting thing his mom's actually from chicago um so he's got you know kind of midwest ties there so his mom certainly is familiar with notre dame you know people i talk to think that notre dame's got a really good shot here and Ah, uh, Washington, six foot, 185 pounder, four-star per the On3 consensus. Got a you know handful of offers, including Ole Miss, Michigan, and and, and LSU, along with Notre Dame. So uh, a couple of receiver offers to keep an eye on there. Who uh, you know Notre Dame should be in contention for.
2: Is there anybody in Notre Dame's wide receiver class now or a recent player that reminds you of Cam Williams at all? Is there a a comp that you can give Irish fans that might give them a ballpark idea of his talents because. I mean, you mentioned this guy's going to be a five-star, so that really catches your attention. I stalled as long as I could to allow you to think.
1: (laughs) You can't put me on the
2: spot. Uh, I mean, he's just—he's an all-around guy.
1: He's—he's—he's physical. He's got very good speed. He's just very technically sound. Claypool category? No, I was thinking Claypool, but that just seems. We we I, f- I feel like we compare everybody to Claypool. I'll okay. let I'll let people tweet us, drop comments, whatever. You let me know. Who okay. You think Shane Williams. I mean, yeah, he's he's he just does it all. I, it, I used to love doing player comps. I don't. I know you them don't want like They're just so difficult, and, and everyone just roasts you if you. <laughs> you know, people roast me all the time, but yeah, player comps. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's tough one. But, yeah, I like Claypool.
2: Claypool's an easy one. Okay. Let we'll you go back a few more years. I'm thinking Michael Floyd was kind of that complete wide receiver for the fighting yeah, hours before just, Claypool. So. But,
1: yeah, if I'm like, yeah, this quarterback reminds me of Joe Montana. It's like, like God, you can't say that,
2: Mike. So I try not to
1: do I got you. So much, you know? All
2: right, let's move on to something else. The 2023 <laughs> recruiting rankings, I think we can pretty much yeah. write them in pen. At this point, yeah. as all the services have done their updates and provided their final rankings. So, your on three consensus now is pretty much locked in. Anything of interest that stood out with the final list? Yeah,
1: I'll say that there's so many players who end up reclassifying. So, they should be like 99% done. Um, but it's, you know, Alabama, Georgia in the top two spots. I mean, Alabama signed a, a fantastic class. So, their score. Uh, which per the on-three consensus is um, the it takes the top 21 players they signed and each recruit has an individual grade right like this guy's a 95 this guy's a 96 so this takes the average of those 21 and that's how they get this so Alabama signed a 96 Georgia 95 number three is Texas 93.8 mm. it's a pretty big jump um, from Texas to to Bama 96.1 down to 93 um yeah round up point 0.9 uh so you got alabama Georgia, texas ohio state for lsu brian kelly signed a pretty darn good class number five miami number six man miami i don't know what they're doing down there man like i, I i'm I, i'm keeping an eye on that school and ter- not in terms of like oh like i don't know they i just think they're up for something not good down there
2: but the thing wow. is mike they have know. these great classes and nothing ever comes from them
1: yeah I, I mean, you say that a lot about a lot of programs, but I don't know. there's something fishy going on and just in my in my opinion. And then you got Oklahoma seven and on signing day, Notre Dame signed the number eight class, and that's where they ended up standing, you know, even with the losses of you know your Peyton Bowen and, and Jade Lamar. like I, I think going into the day, maybe they were six. and then Sunday day ended, they were eight. So that's where they ended up finishing. You got Oklahoma one spot above them team that stole Peyton Bowen and then Oregon who stole Jay Lamar from Notre Dame, but they didn't jump the Irish in the ranking. So Notre Dame signed ninety ninety two point four. 92.4. Um, so that's actually, I believe, let's see, just slightly uh, below uh, Notre Dame's class last year. <clears throat> Notre, N- Notre Dame signed 92.6 last year. So very, very close. So, and, and the last class was number six in the country. So basically, the same exact ranking, but Notre Dame. If that makes sense, same score, but the ranking dropped two spots just because of where other schools were. So, back-to-back top ten classes for Notre Dame, something they hadn't done since 2013-14, for uh, at least per on threes uh, consensus ranking. So um, something, yeah, Kelly hadn't done in a while, and Marcus Freeman does it in his first two classes.
2: We're gonna have to come up, which with I a will give term. him.
1: I will call it Freeman's class of 22. Right. right. I mean, he was so important for defensive recruiting. And then all the offensive players stuck because of Freeman. And then C.J. Williams and Marianne Walker ended up flipping elsewhere. But those kids were flipping no matter who was head coach. I could have been head coach. Um, Our Lord Savior could have been head coach. Those guys were just not going to stick with Notre Dame no matter who was going to be the head coach. Um, So, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm giving Freeman. I'm calling 2022 Freeman's class. All right. Yeah.
2: Well, in the new era of the NIL, I don't know if we can say that Oklahoma stole Peyton Bowen. Maybe they overpaid for Peyton Bowen. I don't know. I think of something else. I, got to, I, I don't know. I plead the fifth. I,
1: I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really like talking, you know, like, like NIL for specific players because you talk to this guy and then you talk to this guy. You talk, everyone's got their own opinions
2: on yep. what happened. And everyone is
1: so like, oh, this is what happened. And then you talk to someone, no, this is what I. There, I'm sure there are some reporters out there, you know, maybe even on the Notre Dame side, who are like fully convinced this is what happened, to Peyton Bowen. I've got it on great authority. Then you talk to other people who have it on great authority, and they have completely different thoughts on it. So there's just so much crap that's out there with, with oh, so and so got bought by this school. I mean, I wrote a story on Keon Keeley from his side of things about why, you know, he, he decommitted from Notre Dame and flipped Alabama, and. My Twitter mentions—I had to turn them off. There's just ridiculous the amount of people going off on it. It is—I just stay away from that. I'll let other people, you know, have their opinions on if so and so just got bought. I mean, he flipped from Notre Dame to Alabama. It's Alabama. I I mean, it it doesn't have to be nil. I mean, for Peyton Bowen, Denton, Texas is big Oklahoma territory. I mean, so it's those flips could have happened any year. they're not, you know, crazy flips. I think. I just think any time, you know, Notre Dame's losing recruit these days, everyone's just going, oh, it's NIL. It might be, it might not be, I don't know. We just kind of pick and choose what, what the we Bowen The Bowen one just feels Dame different
2: community. because he was going through team after team on national signing day, but fair point. The Bowen fair one, point. that's
1: just, Notre Dame, Notre Dame doesn't have many of those, right, because it's Notre Dame. You know, you, you, you just don't have many recruitments like that, but that – Oh, I'm going here. I'm going here. I'm going here. That's that's like that's that's a fairly regular thing in the South. So Notre Dame being in that kind of shows we're recruiting with, you know, at a different level, we're recruiting a different caliber of prospect. That's, that's at least how I see it.
2: Let me leave you with one final question. You mentioned Keeley and Bowen, two guys that were in the last class and obviously ended up going elsewhere. Do you think Marcus and the staff will do anything different? adjust anything they do in the recruiting process to not stop recruiting those type of players. You have to, but prepare in a different way for the possibility that if this elite guy leaves, then this could happen. Yeah. You see what I'm saying yeah, that's
1: a great question. Yeah. It's a great question. I've thought about this. I, I, I want to wait to see if there's any strategical, I'm sure there are things they've learned, but like this, the, the very specific strategical and operational differences, yet to be seen. Yet to be seen. Uh, because the biggest thing is you have these guys committed, they're looking elsewhere. How do you treat it? Yeah. I don't think we'll know that answer until Notre Dame gets in that scenario, if that makes sense. So let's ask me that you know, June, July, August. Let's we'll, we'll talk about it then. Okay. I mean, Notre Dame's already had a decommitment in this class, Brandon Davis Swain, but you know, that was one that – I read uh,
2: that one coming.
1: I I mean, months before that one was – that one just smelled like it was going to not end up – and I don't think Notre Dame was, you know, overly upset about that situation.
2: Fair enough. What's happening at Blue and Gold Illustrated? com right now.
1: Plug along, plug along, Darren. It's uh,
2: it's a little bit of that
1: slow season, but before you know it, I mean, just we're weeks away from spring ball starting. I mean, the 2022 season just ended, but what mid, early March, I think it's usually like the first week of March they start spring ball. So um, head to blueandgold.com, join that conversation if you're looking for you know a Notre Dame itch to scratch. <laughs> you go to the loose emoji board at blueandgold. Uh, and, uh, yeah, chat with thousands of other Notre Dame fans. And, I mean, off-topic on on Notre Dame football, basketball, uh, you know, men's and women's, baseball will have coverage coming up, hockey, uh, recruiting, obviously. We'll have it all at blueandgold.com for you, so definitely recommend going and checking it out.
2: Very good. Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Always thank you for your time and your analysis, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, that sounds good, Darren. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated. Check out his work at blueandgold.com. Hope you'll stick around. More Budweiser's weekday sports beat coming up on this Tuesday on your home of the Fighting Irish. Sports Radio 960 WSBT, streaming live at wsbtradio.com, the WSBT radio app.